0: And welcome everybody this is man up spiritual oasis for men podcast number 211 hard to believe and we're glad you're here and where is here here is sugarland texas so grab a globe spin it around bang not sure where you ended up but spin it around find texas southeast side of texas is houston southwest side of houston is sugarland and we're on a no church answers tour for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys and each of us on our on our own spiritual journey. And we feel all men are leaders, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed and spiritually recharged. And that's why we're here. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, now Spotify and Stitcher, or our website, man-up, spiritualoasis.com, or even pray.com, we're glad you're joining us. And so what we're doing, we are in the uh, Connect 360, we use different publications, and this is The Remarkable Journey Begins, and it's the study of Mark, and we've been going through this. And it has been excellent. And if you are new to listening to our podcast, just want to let you know basically what we do. We're, we're a bunch of men, and each of us are on this individual faith journey. And this is the kind of conversation that you just can't have in this kind of uh, environment. We get together weekly, and we discuss a ABF, or Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School lesson. And what we do is we update it. We put a man's spin on it and we also get some, some very practical takeaways uh, for men that are out there uh, on their individual journey just like us, so at this point in time, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, introduce the uh, panel and uh, start with, he's a world-class policy writer, a bit of a professional gambler, but he's also the show producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Hello, Steve.
1: Hey, Yo. Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello,
0: everybody. And, uh, attorney and former prosecutor we call him the judge hangman Michael Cropper yeah hey Mike <laughs> oh, I I hey Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, corporate trainer and kind of the group theologian and he is with a not one of those pansy fortune 500 companies it's a fortune 100 company we call him the professor Robert Koshu Robert. hey Robert, hey, Robert. Insurance broker and deacon, but he's from Louisiana, but hold, don't hold that against him. <laughs> Kyle Trahan. Hey, Kyle. Hello, hey Kyle. 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 At this point in time, I'm and my name is Bill Cox. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get
2: an overview of the lesson and start with Kyle. Jesus is telling us or, you know, kind of leading us to a new way of thinking of family in this lesson. And if we would go down that path and look at people more as brother, sister, mother, father, whatever, um, and treat people as family, regardless of the division that may be or exists (coughs) between you or, or for whatever reason, be it financial or demographics or upbringing, if we looked at you as a brother or sister, this world would be in a lot better place. Excellent. Uh, brief overview from you,
0: uh, Michael Cropper.
3: Yeah, Bill. Uh, you and I are walking in. And uh, and folks, it, in case you didn't catch this, the name of our lesson is The Family of God. This is what Kyle's referring to. And it, it has to do with a passage where Jesus addressed some people in his fo- uh, group who he's teaching. And he says, um, Who are my father and my mother? Because his actual biological families outside and um he says you're my father and you're my 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 mother my relatives you are my family looks at the people who are studying under him and learning about his teaching of god but uh, what what went through my mind when bill and i were walking in i i I remember growing up and i remember when i was five years old seven years old ten years old i remember playing with my cousins there in kansas they're in oklahoma and i remember thinking, you know, there's no way we're not going to be friends when we become adults. There's no way we're going we're gonna to be apart. And, and, and folks, as you get older, I'm 69 years old, uh, unfortunately uh, some of our family does separate, and some of our family does not remain close. And this is my biological family, and, and I don't have an answer for that other than you can try to keep them together, but if your views grow apart many times as you get older... I am thankful today I have three children. One's going to be 42 here. One's going to be 33. One's going to be uh, 37 this year. Uh, And and, and they do love the Lord, but we all have different opinions. We all have different views, right, guys? And it's very interesting because uh, we can talk about the Lord, all three of them, um, which is great. But you look at the same scripture and they'll have a different interpretation for it. So anyway, what we'll be talking about is, is, is who is my family and, uh, and, and, and how do I know the will of God to do it?
1: Bill?
0: Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch?
1: If all men are brothers, would you want one to marry your sister?
0: Uh, Or daughter, Uh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) sister only with a money, no money back warranty on that one.
3: uh, (laughs) No return policy. No return (laughs) policy.
2: All sales final. (laughs) All sales final. Fact.
1: This is this is interesting because, as as Mike said, it's about your earthly family, Mm -hmm. mom, dad brothers, sisters, relatives, how extended you go, it's up to you, and your spiritual family. And there's a a delineation made here by Jesus.
0: Excellent. Uh, Professor, your brief uh, overview of this uh, lesson. So
4: here we go. Steve Steve noted earlier, this is kind of a sandwich story, because we got the note at the beginning of the last one that Jesus' family came to collect him because he wasn't in his right mind Then we get a little aside of the Pharisees and him doing that, and we find out and start really talking about these weren't just the Pharisees. These were the Pharisees because it was the Pharisees from Jerusalem, not the local. You know, they they called in the big guns to come check Jesus out. Yeah, exactly. The Sanhedrin. Yep, they they called in the big guns because, man, this guy is going to cause us problems. So they called him in, and... Jesus kind of dealt with them. Now we now we're back to the family. And and this always strikes me as a unique story because this is obviously the same Mary that got visited by Gabriel that was told, Hey, you're pregnant, and she's like, Uh-uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph like, It ain't me. <laughs> and then, you know, the angels come. The angels tell him to run to Egypt. They run to Egypt. They come back. They establish themselves in Nazareth. He goes, she, he attends the wedding. The wedding, it kind of happened way before this, you know, and she comes in and tells him, they're out of wine, son. Make wine. And he's like, Mom, it's not my
1: time. You know, and th- I mean, I, I really
4: kind of get yeah, the I, that. I really do kind of get nice it until you know, the
1: kids are home at Robert's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know, but
4: but but you do kind of get the you do kind of get the feeling that, OK, but, you know, and then and then mom mom ends it like all mothers do, probably with the look followed by looking at the servants and saying, whatever he says, do it. Yeah, he you gives, know, so she gives that to Robert too. <laughs> oh, I, I am familiar with the look.
2: There, there's a Mary there too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but but it but it's really one of those that Mary obviously is leading this with James and Judas, the two two not Iscariot but the brother Judas hmm. who probably wrote the book of Jude. James definitely wrote the book of James. So this isn't like. Family, this isn't like distant relative from wherever that, oh, my God, it's our crazy cousin. This is like mom and the close family showing up. And so I, this story always intrigues me because, like Kyle said and Mike talked about and you did too, Steve, it really resets the definition for what family is and what family means to the believer at the end of the day.
0: Wow, that's interesting. I mean, you guys are about 180 from where I was going with this. <laughs> All and right. Well, where are you going with the bill? No, well, no, I mean, seriously, <laughs> I mean, I it, when I and I'm going to go ahead and I'll read the text next, but um I I th- was thinking of this as being maturity. How like you go from when when you were a, when you were young, you were at the nursery every day, but you have not been there since you were 5. And you look at you look at extreme talents like uh prodigies uh you know uh pianists uh gifted uh musicians they are once they get to a certain level gifted athletes they're sent off into a totally different world and their talent takes them away from their family and they are a part of that talent that they are. And I think this is more of like, I mean, to me, maturity and, and, and essentially the break, the break uh, uh, from their family. And with that, I mean, enough about me. I'm going to go ahead and I'm <laughs> going to uh, read the scripture. This is Mark 3 31 through 35. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and my sister and mother.
1: Sometimes this is viewed as a disowning but it obviously isn't because we see that later in in the story mary and the brothers are still with him Uh, i like what you said bill i think i think you're on to something there Uh, it's clearly jesus is defining a brother and sisterhood of those who are following god
0: who are who like d- like minded.
1: Yes, who are doing God not necessarily It's a redefinition. Well, 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 well maybe yeah, a redefinition. Maybe not necessarily as like minded, but again as we kind of saw with the apostles, they've got a common goal. They're going to do the uh, the God's will, the Lord's will. Now, there may be disagreement as to exactly how we're going to do that, but nonetheless they're making this commitment. And that that brings them into the family of god which is at least the, the title of, of the chapter the title of the lesson the author and the publishers gave it
3: i'm thinking what why did would jesus family really come take him away was it really because they thought it was insane or were they trying to appease the
0: Pharisees? I think <laughs> they wanted to keep him from getting hurt. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I know. That's no. what yeah. I was thinking. Yes. Uh, but absolutely. Yes. No other reason.
3: Yes, I think so, too. And we they went along about with him. You, week. you. Yes, you learn about this the best way. And that's simply when you've got somebody to go kill your family or try to dis- destroy your family. And they've gone over to his family. Remember the blind man near the pool of Sloan when he was healed? the Pharisees went to his family to ask how he was healed, and they have no idea. So I'm thinking, going back to this reference, uh, Jesus has healed this guy, and he's also told them that they are a Beelzebub. And uh, Pardon me, they have told him that he's a Beelzebub. He said, well, how do you think your, your children cast out demons if I'm casting them out from Beelzebub? So he turned the guns back on them, and, so, and, and, and they'd already gotten so angry with him that they went out and got the Herodians, and they together plotted how to kill him. So I honestly think they may have gone to his family and told him what you guys are well, just talking about. It, would have, right? Right. it would have been, it would have been just like the mafia. Scar- mm-hmm.
2: They're yes. strong. You, you go and yes. strong arm the family to get the other person that you need to go rob this or whatever, because you're the expert in safe cracking, whatever yes. it is, and you steal their daughter or whatever. We have your kid due to our will, and. I think they went in and strong arm him, strong arm well, the family, family well, His family, yeah. Yeah. to remember, please make him stop before we have to kill him.
4: Yeah, because remember, Cousin John, the Baptist, mm-hmm. was uh, son of Zacharias, who heard about his son being born when he was serving his high priest. So he's the one that got to go into the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. You know, so the family's got... Levitical connections, as it were. Oh,
3: no, of course. Yes, yes.
4: You know, so I'm thinking that, that, like you guys said, I'm I'm 100% with that, that I think, like Bill said, they're trying to keep Jesus safe. Like, yeah. Je- they're going to point him aside and you'll thing. say
3: anything yeah. to try to keep him safe. Yeah,
4: right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, even going places where it's uh, not pleasant for them to go. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. Podcast number 211. We'll be right back. Uh, this is uh, a lesson from Mark earthly and spiritual families and like I brought up on this um, I I think that this uh, if you want to call it intervention uh, by Jesus' mom and uh, brothers was attempt to get him out of danger they did they did what they thought they could do to help him
1: it's I'd I'd like to go in the direction that Mike started earlier um, because there are people out there who have a conversion experience, uh, be they Americans or be they, especially in the case of Islam, I might as well put it out there, where Christianity can be a big problem. And mm. certainly, I mean, I'll, I'll speak right right for our experience in this church because we in Sugar Land, there's a very strong uh, South and West Asian community here, uh, from both India, Pakistan, the Middle East. Is this because of the oil connection, uh, and so there are there are Muslims who live here, uh, and the church has been approached <coughs> by Muslim. I know one case a Muslim young man <coughs> who was interested in being baptized and there it, he, he outright told our our, our our pastor at the time that, that it's going to create problems at home and uh, he might have be risking being kicked out so we have sometimes and that's that's more of an extreme example but it happens we can kick it back to our own uh, we know that in this day and age, many parents are growing up atheists and are absolutely appalled when a teenager or a uh, or a, or an adult child takes an interest in in faith. And sometimes there's an unfortunate choice. Uh, it's sad, uh, but it's it's a case where I guess we. I mean, how 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 do we as church members welcome these people? How do we how do we either protect them? or if we can't you know outright protect them make sure they have the support they need i, I think some of it cuz i know we
4: we've had parents of some youth who have visited who have been uncomfortable let's say with um, their kid being involved and you and know we have those I men we have the upwind yeah, basketball yeah, ministry yeah, which is which is yeah huge. but <laughs> but um, in the youth group going to mm-hmm. camp Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and and it's really I, I think the first thing is we have to recognize that we have a we have a duty to evangelize to mm-hmm. go spread the news of the gospel to people I mean that that's one of our first duties is to tell people the good news now part of it is with the I think with parents like that it's really sitting down and talking with them and saying you know it's and and this is hard in some Muslim families because Mm -hmm. people want to give the Christians a hard time about being, Dad's right and the father rules. Go talk to a Muslim about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They make make some of the most staunch conservative men, Christian men, look tame by comparison. Mm -hmm. That, you know, in reality, it's... Once they're a teenager and young adult, especially, it's really their choice. You know, this is their personal spiritual life, you know, and it, it's have compassion on the family because, you know, I, I recognize this is distraught to you, but it, it is your child's choice that, that they have to make for them selves because that, that falls back into what we believe is Baptist, the priesthood of the believer and soul competency, that the only person that goes bef- that stands before God is you, not you going through a priest or anybody else. It's really you going before God and having that conversation. And and uh, I am here to tell you, it is not only Christians and Muslims, uh, the two I've mentioned occasionally. My two aunts, who never married, lived together, knew everything, how to raise children, even though they had never had children. They practically disowned me when I became Baptist, because they were. St- dawned Episcopalians and really freaked out that I joined a Baptist church
0: well I think uh, the thing about this lesson um, we we give family kind of like a a bad name um, uh, through this lesson because (coughs) uh, my family I mean we're farm family I don't have any brothers so I don't really know what the brother uh, relationship is. And my dad doesn't have any brothers either, so I don't have a rel- really an uncle to, to kind of compare. But I do have uh, four sisters, and I saw their, their particular relationship um, together. But <coughs> this, this kind of thing, um, being uh, maturing and getting away, is kind of like picking a mentor, kind of like what we do here. I imagine that even if I had a brother and he was not interested in a faith walk, I would not communicate or certainly be influenced with, by him like I am with you guys and the, the different people that I use as mentors and that I respect about, about faith, about things they do, like Kyle being a deacon and like Koshu teaching the youth, Steve being the producer of the show. I'm not sure what Michael Cropper does, but he does something. And he, I brings like a, he brings a laptop. And, uh, that's right, <laughs> and cookies to <laughs> class. Yeah, so you gotta, right. you gotta like a guy like that. Cookies but no, but seriously though, just because you were born with people doesn't mean you necessarily. I, I still have the bond with my sisters, but I don't need to see them every day. They don't. Ne- they they pretty much have influenced my life greatly up until this point. But it's diminished their influence from here on out. Uh,
1: this, that's got to be very 21st century, 20th, 21st century. I mean, we, we're all scattered to the winds. My, exactly. Uh, it's, True. It's, it, this True. This is our, our... We're old enough to say our parents, but many of our listeners' grandparents pretty much grew up in close proximity to their yep. families. At least we're in the same city or within driving distance. And... It really, actually, you can chart the, the growth of the Sun Belt. That, that didn't change for my family until the 70s when some aunts and uncles moved from New York out to Arizona to open a restaurant, essentially. Mama Louisa's, in case you're in the Tucson area. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right. Still in the family. <coughs> so, uh, but aside from that, uh, though, now, but, but speaking for myself, my sister lives in the Washington, D.C. area. We talk... Oh uh at christmas but we don't we're not we're not as and it, we, we pick up where we leave off kind right. of something. it's like a long running conversation yes. <laughs> right and, and uh, so so yeah. um, and really i've my, my parents both my, both my parents have passed on uh, but and there's the one sibling but uh, some with with my wife the same way and her her family's all in texas i'm mean, obviously close to her, her sister who lives here in sugarland She's got another up in, in Fort Worth and her mom's in Tyler. But the the like it's kind of a long running conversation that's picked right. up
0: every few months. But uh, it's not the influence. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean it's a it's a kind of like you're farming or you're <laughs> grooming a continued relationship <laughs> that you always have, but it's not anything that is going to really influence. You or me, I'll speak for myself, from my family. However, the, the family or mentors, the people that I want to be influenced by, that I want to help me on discovery, I mean, as I go forward in my faith walk. I mean, th- those are people that I continually want to be influenced by. So, I mean, in a way, that is the family relationship mm-hmm. and you get to pick that
3: the, the Ten Commandments uh, Jesus referred to the Ten Commandments and he's he, more than once he said you know honor your father and your mother he says mm-hmm. you don't have any other gods before you he supported a lot of things that were in the Old Testament and uh, uh, what I got here is is if you guys remember the author says bro- points out Luke fourteen twenty six, and he said Jesus told um, told the people around him if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and yes. children, brothers and sisters, he they cannot be my disciple. And you're and, and, and you read that and and you've got to put that in the context it is because we've we've looked at several of those now. Uh, for instance, one of the things I mentioned what what's the well, like v-
1: pulling out your eye, yes.
3: Yes, yes, yes. pulling cutting off your hand, mm-hmm. pulling out your <laughs> eye. Um, uh, while while divorce is not good, I've said that um um Jesus Jesus specifically said the the real reason or the valid reason that you can divorce your spouse is for adul- if they commit adultery. So he's basically leaving out everything else. I think these are all virtues that he's leaning and He's putting in place for us. And he's setting a standard that we should shoot for, but we don't always accomplish that. And we know God is a loving God and a forgiving God. And what I'm getting at, folks, is the last, last line that Je- uh, uh, Paul... <laughs> Bill, (laughs) Bill, Paul, 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 Bill, Bill read to his folks in that scripture. What thirty-five? It says, "Whosoever does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother." So um,
0: I think what he (coughs) what he meant to say about must hate your family. Be prepared to be hated, because when you leave your profession to follow Jesus. You're leaving it, it the does money mm-hmm. that you were making for your family. So you're, if you're an able-bodied man, not only are you leaving mentally, but you're leaving effort, and your effort, whatever money you contributed to the group, is gone. So in a way, I think that that means prepare to be hated, mm-hmm. uh, or certainly resented.
3: No, that's yeah. a good point. My dad, my dad did not like it whenever I gave my life to the Lord or, or whenever I started following Christ. And I told him, he says, he says oh, oh you're, you're just mixed up right now. He says, you're confused. And he says, in a little while, you'll change your mind and you won't do that. And then uh, when, when you seek to follow Christ, whether you have an, uh, a, a moment, a special moment, or you just choose to seek him, folks, you'll start seeing him when you look for him.
0: Hey, Kyle. I, I,
3: I believe that every bit. And, and the more I looked for him after that, the more I found Christ and everything and God the Father and everything I did. So, so my dad was incorrect on that. Um, he was very happy when I went to law school. But, but uh, uh, other than that, uh, yes, Bill, what you stated was so correct. The, the friction that Christ says we're going to get is going to be from our family toward us, not necessarily uh, uh, otherwise. So.
0: Right. Kyle, did uh, your boss, uh, when you were working in retail, was he pretty excited when you started going to church and wanting Sundays off? <laughs> well,
2: let's see. I wrote the schedules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, And unfortunately, I was still usually there on Sunday because that's <laughs> just the way it goes when you're in just retail the management way in a high-paced store. Right. So you know, um, yeah, they really didn't give much uh, care to what I wanted. Um, you, they didn't, didn't mind
3: c- if you took off Sunday. <coughs> it's, uh, I think that's what. Oh no, they minded
2: terribly, and if I wasn't there, my department suffered, and, yeah. and you would hear about it the next morning. And right. uh, yeah, okay. You that know, that yeah. Monday um,
4: morning sales meeting was not a fun time. It's what uh, I, just I Right. If your, <laughs>
2: if your department fell down, whether you were there or not, um, and it was you know. One of the biggest days of the week, unfortunately, bring back the blue laws, bring back the blue laws. Shop on Saturday, you'll get used to it. It <laughs> just takes 30 days to build that habit, and they'll be you know, right back at it. So, um, you know, when I was reading this, it, it brought me back to, uh, well, actually, I guess it would be forward or, yeah, I guess forward in this that um, Jesus at the cross speaking to his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mother,
1: mother, this is your son.
2: Yes. Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing near her. He said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Then to the disciple, here is your mother. From that moment, the disciple accepted her as his own mother. And, you know, again, it goes back to what I was saying in the very beginning. If we if you treat people like family. You'll do most things for them. You'll, you'll do anything for them, you know, including putting your life on the line if that's what it took. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to teach us is that you have to look at everybody like family. There's always going to be reasons for you to hate somebody. There's always going to be reasons for you to not like them for this reason or that reason. You know they they talk about racism and all of that and there's always going to be that I hate to say that but people of every color look at other people from other nationalities other places other pigmentation of their skin and they immediately have a judgment we all do it it's part of who we are unfortunately but Jesus is teaching us that look past that that person next to you that is different from you I think
0: part of this lesson though being family is uh, look at relationships with people long term and give people the benefit of the doubt by calling it um, family because it's going to be ups and downs but it's also a family is a long-term commitment uh, it's a life l- it's it's lifelong yeah. Yeah. You know. it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. it's interesting that the word is bandied about a lot and <laughs> what really began to get under my skin when I was working is that I was working at a company which continually said you know, we we tr- you know we not not we even treat you like family we're one big family and and like it's almost propaganda because. I was high enough in management to know that it was still bottom line oriented. And and and, and <laughs> it's like Robert you. is Robert is laughing <laughs> quietly uh, across because he right, huh? knows exactly what I'm talking about. He just and, was saying and, and, it an hour and, ago. Um, <laughs> but however, I, I remember now now I'm at this point I'm 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 Pretty high management. Did you and straighten I them up, the, Steve? To, Did no, you straighten I, them up? I looked up? to that. I, I was in a conversation with the HR director, going to love it, and saying, "Well, you know, this isn't my family. I know you say that this isn't my family. My family's at home." It was clear from the look on her face she had bought in a hundred percent to that idea. Well, like well, what? Well, <laughs> the, the,
4: the thing is, <laughs> in, in, and, and I'm laughing because <laughs> what this boils down to is 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 what a company tries to do with their corporate culture. Yes. And, yes. and yes. it is, It is. this is a certified trainer going to mm-hmm. say this. <laughs> if you're trying to sell your company culture has we're all one big family, you're selling a load, load of
1: horse manure. Exactly. They still and, <laughs> and do and that I'll that say politely. Have, have, maybe after, they oh no, have a no, hard no, time that, going back after COVID. That's still a big deal. That's still, because a, that's still reali- a big deal. People realize, I think, during COVID who their real family was because they were home with them. Uh, that, but that nonetheless, the problem. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think maybe that will be due for revision. But almost everywhere I work have, has tried to pull that or try, you know, some, some more than others. But, but where I'm getting at is, is that there are real families and there are fake families. And you're really, your Christian family can be a real family. And it's hard. I mean, I, you know, you, I'm going to be the first one to say I come to church. I'm not the guy who wants to go around and, and say hello to everybody. I, I love the uh, last year, a year or two ago, there was a, a one of those funny lines, funny headlines in the the Babylon Bee: "Woman hires freelancer to make small talk after church." <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that, I would be looking for that. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but, but I think it's <laughs> deeper, and I and I think you know you like like you're saying you got to be able to deal with people with well, who they are and. Like, just like in your family. And, you know, in the family, it's, it's sad that cutoff is a thing. Um, and maybe we'll talk that, that a little bit after the break. But it's really, it really comes down to the same thing. You've, it's, it's better. You've got to accept people the way they are. Excellent. And with
0: that, we're going to go ahead and we'll have further discussions on uh, earthly and spiritual families when we come back. This man up. Podcast number 211. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up.
0: And welcome back everybody, this is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 211. We're just... Here uh, a bunch of guys on a spiritual journey solving problems right here, and we're going to solve all the family problems that are out there right now. <laughs> uh got about uh, 10 minutes or so, so probably have a couple minutes left over. And <laughs> But uh, I just wanted to give you a quick example of uh, differences in families. Uh, my family, uh, we were so close. My mother used to give me a nice warm handshake uh, when she missed me uh (laughs) you know uh we ate around the same dinner table um all the time but then we went we all we all like steve titch uh, our producers said we we all kind of scattered my wife however there's like three different baby daddies they're all half not with your and wife. Yeah, my The other wife, people. The other, other people. well, right, all the other people. <laughs> thanks, Mike. The,
2: her, <laughs> Beverly her, thanks her side. You for that clarification. Her side. But here's the thing. We could have went somewhere as Toad totally <laughs> Well, I,
0: and, and I'm sure some of the listeners out there are, are still going there and have a great time. <laughs> uh, but they try so hard to be close and hug and they give cards on birthdays and holidays and they actually put effort into it and in a way i kind of admire them except for the fact that i never i don't really miss my sisters that much otherwise i guess i would do that but but you know what i'm saying i mean there's degrees of it and it's like and it's just like any other relationship it's farming it's what you put into the nurturing of that relationship is what you're going to get back.
4: Well, and in and, and, and a lot of ways, Christianity was ahead of its time in so many ways. So the latest Fast and Furious movie has come out, and Dom, Van Diesel's character, is fond of saying, I ain't got friends. I got family. And this generation in particular the millennial gen z a little bit in the gen x my generation but really the younger generations they have really gotten into your good friends from college that you still hang out with that's aunt so-and-so and and uncle so-and-so It's not aunt and uncle from the brothers and all that it's the uncles that you know to where people are yeah people are building their own families and that's really what we're supposed to be doing as christians We're supposed to be building our family around us to where it's not just our blood relatives, but it's a different connection that we have because we have a shared purpose, a shared goal, a shared vision, and a shared destination at the end of the day. And I think that is where I think in reality Christianity can really make a difference in the world because, okay, so I've been working with teenagers for Forty something years. Why do teenagers join why do teenage boys join gangs? Does anybody know? Together structure. No, for mem- family. Right. It's, family, it's all family. about family. Structure. Yeah, yeah. If they hadn't they, had any before. Yeah, the gang provides them a family. And that is we can provide families for people that don't really have families. Has The Christian community and that's really what we're called to do as Christians is build that out and I think Jesus is just starting the ground level here that look those people Mm -hmm. outside wanting to take me in I love them they're trying to protect me I understand that but guess what Everyone sitting here learning from me
1: that's part of my group is my family I, I I'm gonna go follow up on the seriousness of this because because I I feel that I fail at that because because I, I I was kind of joking before, but I'm not the type of person who gets deeply involved in what's going on in the lives of the people, other people in my ABF. I mean, and, and you're kind of, I'm in two ABFs. Right. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm I'm <laughs> doing the one I teach, and then I'm I'm in I'm in popping into Man Up because you know there there aren't that many people here coming in. Um, nonetheless, I know like my wife, and there are others and maybe this comes down to being a more of a women's thing abf they 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 socialize and email and talk among themselves much more than the men do but nonetheless wh- i'm i'm convicted by what you're just saying robert because but i'm not i'm not treating other members i don't know if i even would fail at you know would meet that with you guys cuz we're here once a week and you know most of the interaction we do is, is about the podcast but am I, am I nurturing you like family members? And I would say no, and if I'm supposed to be doing that, I'm failing at it.
3: Well, th- there's th- that's our character. <laughs> we all have a different character. Robert can speak to this. I, I was a, what we call a melancholic phlegmatic, okay? But I learned certain <laughs> things. Stop it, Robert. Okay, y'all can't see Robert laughing over here again. He's giggling. I, um, like anyway, I just he, like anyway. But but, but you can learn chara- You can learn characteristics of other characters if you like them, and you can pick up traits other people do. So I became uh, uh, happy like Bill.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
4: <laughs> well, it, no, but it, it, anyway, it, it, but but Go ahead, the thing Robert. is, and and it goes back to the verses in First Corinthians where he's talking about the body of the Christ, and he says. Is everybody a foot? No, not everybody's a foot. Because think of what the world would be like if everybody was a foot. You wouldn't. The body wouldn't go anywhere. Right. And not everybody's a head. And not everybody's a nose. And for God's sake, don't lose the eye, <laughs> or we're all going to get lost. But we all fo- we all have different roles, and that falls good into example. Well, a, yeah, and well, that, that's a good and, example. And, but Great that, example. But that, but we we'll all fall into characters. that. We have to have the people like, you know, Steve and Bill, and and sometimes myself because I'm. I just recently had to take one of those personality things at work, and my d directness do, do they find one? I was yeah, they yeah. yeah. They my de-directness my has <laughs> reasserted itself tremendously, <laughs> much more than I thought. But, but you have to have people like that, but you also have to have people like Kyle who wants to go serve, the people like Steve who's going to do the study to where you can dive deep into the Scripture, the people like Mike who's going to bring the background people. It, it's very much like the podcast. We all appeal to very different p- sectors of our audience as we work. We all have one purpose, and we all come up, you know, we have our catchphrases that we talk about. But if you're going to relate to people so that you can construct your faith, you're going to have to find somebody that can help you do that. And I think that construction takes, you know, if, if, think about it this way. If, you hi- if you're trying to build a house right now, can you have one guy that does everything? Yeah, you can.
0: He'll is be better at some things mm-hmm. and worse at yeah, yeah. yes. others.
4: But what happens today? Well, you have the concrete guy. The form guys come in, and they build a form. Then the concrete guys come, and they pour the concrete. Then the plumber guys come in, and they start hooking all the fix, doing all that. Then you have a carpenter, and then you have a roofer. Then you got a bricklayer. Then you have your finish. And, and this is a thing. It's the finish guy that comes in and does the trim and all of that and then and then i can paint i'm not a painter <laughs> you know can i paint yeah i paint lots in my life but i'm not a painter but you have everyone has their specialty so if you're going to construct your faith surround yourself with guys that have different special specialties that can appeal to you that find the different thing that helps you build your faith the strongest way you can you know start with a good church that gives you a good foundation you know, work through that because you know, like we we've been talking about the past several weeks. I have a very serious issue with the group of evangelicals out there because they they I, I have listened enough now to figure out
0: another jab, and that's Professor Koshy. Oh, oh,
4: I'm, I'm that's a soapbox, Bill. I, if, you, if you haven't figured that out, I'm folks. I'm ready to go to war with them almost because I view them as as insidious and dangerous to the point the Gnostics were back i'm that's how dangerous i think they are because they are my generation we did a bad job at some point raising some millennials i'll be the first to admit it we let them skate by without getting any foundation because of that they're susceptible to this but you know it it, it is really one of those if you don't you know it's like everything else if you don't build a good foundation you're not going to have anything to build on
0: well, I think uh, as we come down to the end of podcast number 211, um, what I want to just throw out, some I, I don't know if anybody uh, talked about this. Um, maybe I missed it. He dozed off. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, but, th- but the thing about it is is that it's almost like it's okay to change the relationship you have with people. And I think we've kind of missed that. Jesus, obviously, uh, his, mo- her, his mother, brothers and sisters, were the most important uh, influence on him in his early life. Now it has changed, and it's changed in a public way. And I think part of that is a person's free will and part of the m- uh, maturation process. You go from milk to meat. I th- and I think so much of that. And people look at it, well, I don't really want to graduate. I'm going to leave my comfort zone. I don't want to leave my folks' house. Understand this. The whole adventure of life is to go through the different stages. And if you avoid the struggle, the struggle will follow you like a shadow the rest of your life.
3: Yeah. You and have and to I face it. You That's have right. to
0: face it. And I think this particular scripture, to me, talks about how he's maturing. He's maturing in what he is doing and no longer are the main influence of his life blood relatives. (coughs) It's the other people around him that are taking him through his next stages. And I think we as men, to me, that's a takeaway from this. Steve Titch.
1: I'll follow up and simply say, if you're a parent, the best thing you could do is go with your children as they expand their quote-unquote family, as they, as they move on into new circles, as they, as they mature. Uh, it's going to happen, and what's maybe sad is that so often there's conflict in the direction the children are going that the parents w- just don't want to come along no, maybe they just re- write them off completely which is unfortunate considering all that's invested emotionally especially financially you raise the raised your children uh to let them go so easily is rather I'll come out <coughs> and say it's rather foolish and, and and um for children same thing you're going to you're going to have to leave the nest uh you you you've and it's your life, and you may have co- conflicts to deal with with your parents or with others, with your friends even, with your social group, with your high school group. You're going to move on. Some some of you out there are moving on already and realizing that a life you're going to have to you know the, the life you had. Some of those people can't come along to where you're going, and there is grieving over that. I'm not saying yeah. that that absolutely, you, and, but. Uh, it's but growth, too. You, taking, it's it, growth. taking it back to the family, the best thing a family can do is is accept, accept that change and support it and be alongside for it. Right. Both ends,
0: adult and children. Excellent. And with that, we're coming down to the end of uh, podcast number 211. I want to get some final takeaways from the panel, and how about uh,
2: start with uh, Kyle Trahan. You know, mine's short. I guess I'm kind of one-noted tonight. <coughs> of Jesus wanted us to go out and make disciples of all men. And again, to do that, you have to love all men, all humans. Let's revise that. And so looking at each people as brothers and sisters or if they're an elder to you, a mother or father, or the opposite, as a child or a niece or whatever, that they're family. And you're gonna help to try and take care of them in one way or another, whether that's direction or, you know, teaching them, being that foundation you guys were talking about. And so we we just need to do a better job. I know that for myself, you know, um, Bill, you've mentioned it before, being that evangelist is sometimes a difficult thing to do. And that's what we're instructed to. But go out and love your brother and sister.
0: All right. Thanks for calling me out, Kyle. And uh, <laughs> right, but Michael, I was but saying the same for right, myself. Hey, right, that's all right. I was identifying S- with right. you, spanked in love. All right, <laughs> Michael Just Crawford. It's is hard sometimes. Michael, all right, Michael Crawford. All right. Cropper, take all right away some from general
3: you. general things here, folks. Uh, Jesus said again, thirty-five. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So, what is God's will? And I'm going to take. I'm going to borrow from the author of our particular lesson here. He says some very generic things, but most of you, if you attend church, you'll know what I'm saying, and you'll identify with it. If you don't, well, then we are asking you that you'll listen, and you'll seek the Lord on what to do. Uh, very generic things. How do you know God's will? Well, we know, first of all, that God's will is to study the Bible. Number one, he wants us to repent. Number two, he wants us to repent of our sins. We, he wants us to receive his grace, his mercy enter into a relationship with him. And God wills that his people pray and give thanks to him. And we abstain from evil and we do good. And he wills also that we uh, we get justly and love kindness. It looks like I can't read Act, act justly and love kindness. Micah 6a. Yes. I know. <laughs> Scratch through the A. And we uh, humbly seek to live in a relationship with him. Now, folks, if you have to make a decision, and, and I have been faced with this where I don't have an answer, I'm trying to buy a house, folks, right now, and they're going up so fast, I can't buy one. I've had them pull out from many people are paying so much money. So how do you make a decision if you don't know an answer, if you don't have a clear answer? Uh, well, if the answer is still not clear, our earth tells us we should step out in faith knowing that we can trust the matter to God. And sometimes God may present us with two alternatives, either of which could be within his purpose for our lives. If we are honest, the challenge for most of us is not trying to discern God's will when it, comes, uh, when it seems unclear. The real challenge is obey the commands that clearly are God's will.
0: Excellent. Thanks yeah. so much, Mike. Hey, and I uh, want to get a takeaway from the professor, but also you're going to get to do a preview, right? I
4: Aren't am. You? So my takeaway really is go love others and and really, like we've talked about here, go treat them as family. I mean, that's, that's really the call of Christianity is to love other people, just tell them the good news, and to love them as family. So I am going to get a preview. In two weeks, because Bill's going to talk about next week, we're going to start a study of Solomon. So I thought about this, and I looked at it, and I'm really intrigued because here we go. So somewhere back in the day, we talked about King Saul.
1: Well, this kind of falls on yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. because we've done Saul. We've done Saul, and and then we did David, and and now we're going to do Solomon. So, so we we got the guy that put the kingdom together. So, so listen to this. This is going to be fun if you think. Start thinking about it in this context. We got the guy who at first didn't want to be king, then became king, but didn't want to do the work it took to be king. The kingdom falls apart. We get the guy who united the kingdom, David's mighty men, all the good stuff, and then... God said no to him. We're going to revisit that one, actually. And then after God says no, he does what some guys do. He got bored. And boredom led to a very bad consequence. Well, it led to something that led to a very bad consequence. Bill's going to actually talk about that in a moment. And from that point forward, the kingdom kind of had a little bit of problems. Now we're going to talk about the established state of, So the establishment is there, the king is in charge, he's there, he has the wisdom, he has the power, he builds God's temple. And then at the very end, everything fell apart.
0: Ouch. (laughs) Excellent. And with that, i was just going to go, we do have the, uh, our live podcast is going to be dropping uh, next week. It's Does Adultery Still Matter?, it was excellent, and it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on video, and uh, it's you're going to actually actually get to see the fellas, and it was great. And so I just wanted to say t- basically the difference between family and non-family is the relationship that you have and the position that you give those people. And with family, we are tasked with welcoming and helping and nurturing their growth, but also give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's the commitment that we do for family. And with that, thank you so much. This has been podcast number 211. Uh, This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. And I want to thank so much to all our sponsors and supporters. It's been awesome. And uh, wait till you see the live show. It's great. So on behalf of producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan. I'm Bill Cox, and we're on this No Church Answer Tour. And Check out our new YouTube channel. So, whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Pray.com, if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page, which is man-or or our uh, website, which is man up com, and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, Check out Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only, and if there isn't one, start one! Man Up Spiritual Oasis is a production of Man Up Media Incorporated, who is solely responsible for its content.